the debut of a classic sitcom. Clarence Thomas becomes a Supreme Court justice, and Nikita Khrushchev loses his job. This is Today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Thursday, October 15th, 2020. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. Well, it's International Shakeout Day, so that basically means you got to prepare yourself for an earthquake. Those things happen, you know, and in a couple of days, uh, we're going to talk about a major earthquake that happened here in the San Francisco Bay Area. For those of you that don't know, that's where I'm based. Um, Today, I put no work into the podcast. Instead, I decided to bring Shelby on to talk about White Cane Safety Day and kind of bail me out. Hey, Shelby. Hey, Russ. How's it going? I'm, I'm doing good. You know, I was working so hard on the podcast for Saturday that I didn't really do a whole lot of research on White Cane Safety Day. And I know that you are a teacher of the visually impaired in Sacramento. So I figured maybe you could come on and kind of tell us the history of White Cane Safety Day. Sounds good. I got you covered. Nice. Well, the White Cane came to North America in around 1930, and it was attributed to the Lions Clubs International. So a Lions Club member had watched a man with blindness try to cross a street with a black cane. And um, they decided to take that cane and paint it white so it would become more visible to traffic, making it a little bit more safe. So the Lions Club spent the next 10 years and has always since then um, really made it a focus to make a national campaign for using the white cane to make it safe for blind people to travel. And then also really when it came about to what we have today was following World War II when the blinded veterans came home, a man named Dr. Hoover created the cane as we know it today, along with the techniques and the uses and the way we use it today. And so it's really an icon for not just safe travel, but it's also um, an emblem of the blind community. And it really represents independence and the ability for blind people to travel independently and to be mobile safely and to be a part of society. I did not know that about the, uh, the that's, a, that's a lot of canes to paint um, throughout, <laughs> throughout the world. They must've been busy back then. Well, for sure. Then you've got to think, then you've got to think that for hundreds of years, there was no white cane. People were using their canes and sticks and staffs to just try to look for obstacles in their path. But there really wasn't an actual cane or even a technique to practice until the 1930s. It's amazing how well they use those canes. Is there like, is there training? Like how, how do they learn how to use the canes? Yeah, absolutely. Good question. So I have a teaching partner, uh, Ms. Shyla, and she's an orientation and mobility specialist. So her credential is specifically in training those on cane uses and techniques. And it's everything from small children learning their way around a classroom, all the way to teaching people how to travel in the community on a college campus, take a bus safely. And so part of that is learning how to mark yourself on the corner of the street to make yourself visible. There's a proper way to hold the cane to make yourself visible. There's a way to sweep the cane, meaning to move it when you start crossing the street. That is also a way to visually grab a driver's attention. So yeah, there's a lot of really specific techniques and instruction that goes into the proper use of a cane. You know, on on occasion, I've seen some people on the street, they're about to cross an intersection, they've got the white cane. And I've often thought, you know, should I get out and go help? And then I'm like, well, do they want that? 
Well, you know, I think it's always nice to offer assistance, but one thing that is a pet peeve of mine is for the society to assume that being blind somehow, this is what I say, blindness does not equal deafness nor dumbness. So please do not raise your voice at me when you're speaking to me. Do not slow down your speech when you're speaking to me. So when those things happen, I make them teachable. It happens more than you think. So I make those teachable moments, right? So it's always nice to offer assistance, but it can be as simple as, excuse me, would you like some help across the street? And that person can easily say yes, please, or no, thank you. It's very simple. But don't assume just because a person is visually impaired that they need help. I can't believe that people yeah. actually do that. I thought that was just like a, you know, a sitcom thing. Oh, they no. talk louder. Oh, no. It happens all the time. In fact, my very favorite thing is sitting at a restaurant with my husband and family, uh, pre-pandemic, obviously. But the servers often say things like, what would she like to drink? Oh, geez. And so my husband will say, well, she's right there. You're welcome to ask her. Uh, so those kinds of things happen a lot more often than you think, which is pretty funny. And, um, and I'm one of those people that has partial vision. So I'm not totally blind, although I'm visually impaired. And I use a guide dog these days. And so my guide dog is sort of my, right? So it's my identifier. And so immediately people... Um, get a little weird sometimes around that. Mm -hmm. So you just have to make all those moments. I teach my students, take those moments and don't get mad, make it a teachable moment. And every chance we have to teach the society something about our independence and abilities, the better off we are. Hey, you came uh, very yeah. prepared. Uh, you, you know, there, there's some other days though today that I, I, I'm not sure if you knew about. I'm going to throw those at you. Maybe, uh -oh. maybe you've got some information okay. on these. Uh, oh, it's, it's also, it's global handwashing day today. Oh, well, I'm a teacher and a mom, so I'm pretty familiar with handwashing. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all these days? Like, you've got the even the Apple Watch giving you 20-second reminders. <laughs> like, yes, okay. I think I was already neurotic. Yeah, um, I think excited. every day is global right. handwashing day, or at least it should be right now. <laughs> In my classroom and at my house, it is. Right. You know, it's also, uh, you know, being a parent, you probably know a little about this. It's National uh, Grouch Day. Um Every once in a while, I turned into it to a grouch. Sometimes my kids will turn into a grouch. So today, I guess it's okay to do that. I'm glad to know that. Okay, I got a free pass. Uh, you all because you can also eat some uh, mushrooms today because it's mushroom day. Maybe on a pizza. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I realized I, I said this the other day that I think every pizza topping gets a day. There's going to be like anchovy <laughs> day, whatever it is. It's just happening uh, every day. <laughs> Well, pizza's awesome, so Ex it there is that. a lot of attention. All right, we're going to take a brief break here. When we come back, we're going to find out why Italy is posting signs saying no to Google Maps. We'll be back in just a sec. Welcome back. You know, before we get into the events of today, I want to let you know that today is the two-month anniversary of this podcast. You know, producing this podcast is a lot of fun. I love it. I've met a lot of great people. I've got to talk to some old friends like Shelby just a few minutes ago. I, I have learned so much doing this. And, you know, the research has become addicting. Recording and editing is so much fun. And without you, I would just be a crazy guy talking to myself. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for hopefully enjoying it. I, I love to see the listener numbers going up every week and every day. It's fantastic. And I really do appreciate it. And I just wanted to take time to say that on our two month anniversary of this podcast. All right, let's take a look at 1951. The classic television show I Love Lucy premiered on this day in 1951. The show starred 
a real-life married couple, Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball. Okay, so she played Lucy. He played Ricky on the show. The show was on CBS for six seasons. A total of 180 episodes were aired. It also became the first ever television show to broadcast reruns, which means I would think that people all around the world know almost every episode of I Love Lucy. So I'm going to bring Shelby back. Uh, She talked to us about White Cane Day earlier. Hey, Shelby, you want to play a little I Love Lucy trivia with me? I am so excited. (laughs) I love I Love Lucy. I hope I can do justice. I'm going to work really hard on this. It is one of the greatest shows of all time. Yes. Yes. Uh, We know Ricky and Lucy lived in a New York apartment. It was another couple that lived right in that same apartment complex. They helped them do a lot of the crazy schemes that uh, Lucy concocted. Uh, What was the name of their neighbors? Ethel and Fred Mertz. Yes, you got it. Okay, so Lucy uh, actually wanted Jackie Gleason to play Fred. So it was almost Jackie Gleason from The Honeymooners that was playing Fred. Instead, uh, they went with William Frawley because Jackie Gleason just wanted too much money. Um, Also, several other actresses uh, were up for the role of Ethel, but the director chose Vivian Vance to play that part. All right, now, you know the nightclub that Ricky played at? He was the band leader, but what was the name of that nightclub? The Tropicana. Oh, wow, you are good. You know your <laughs> I Love Lucy. Yeah, you know, the um, the set of I Love Lucy was really interesting. They actually filmed in front of a live studio audience, so they had to get that whole set all on this little area. So the nightclub was actually right outside on the other side of the wall of the kitchen. So he had a great commute to work. That's... (laughs) All right. I Love Lucy uh, had a subtle product placement. This is a tough one. The product appeared in nearly every episode, but it was very subtle. Do you have any idea what that product was? Wow, that is really interesting. I hate to say it, but I feel like it almost might be a cigarette or something. Oh my God, you're so good. Yes. (laughs) Was it really a cigarette company? Yes, it was Philip Morris. Uh, They were signed on to the sponsor and they requested that the cast regularly smoke on camera. Oh my God. Well, I thought so. I mean, I remember a lot of smoking in the evening by Ricky. So I thought maybe that was what it was. Well, you know, so Lucy (laughs) would smoke as well. She, though, didn't like Philip Morris cigarettes. So what they did was they put Chesterfields, which was her favorite brand. I have no idea if those are still around. That sounds so <laughs> old school. Chesterfields. Um, but uh, Lucy would smoke her favorites because those were inside her carton. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, you can stream all those episodes, all 180 episodes on uh, CBS and Amazon Prime. But I have a feeling, Shelby, you've, you've seen all of those episodes already. Maybe once or twice. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Uh, let's move on to our next event now. All right, in 1964, Nikita Khrushchev, the leader of the Soviet Union, was replaced. Alex Kozygin succeeded him in office. He was given 500 rubles per month upon his retirement and a house to live in for the rest of his life. Following his removal from power, he fell into a deep Depression. A doctor prescribed sleeping pills and tranquilizers. He died in 1971 of a heart attack and was denied a state funeral. And moving now to 1991, Clarence Thomas was confirmed as a Supreme Court justice on this day. Uh, Clarence Thomas confirmation hearings were anything but smooth. There was an accusation that he had sexually harassed attorney Anita Hill, a subordinate of his at the Department of Education. Well, this became a major part of the proceedings. Uh, In the end, 
41 Republicans and 11 Democrats supported him. And wow, um, 41 Republicans and 11 Democrats. That's working together. Imagine that. Oh, and by the way, who presided over those hearings? Yeah, some senator named Joe Biden. I I wonder what happened to him. Hmm. Anyway, Clarence uh, is still on the Supreme Court. He's 72. And last year, several tourists got stuck on some bad roads in the Italian island of Sardinia. Officials grew tired of the emergency phone calls. So what they did, put up some signs saying, do not use Google Maps. Yeah, see, the drivers would get stranded on these roads. They'd call for help. They received over 140 calls. Hey, in Italy, just a little advice. If you want to do something uh, on those signs, you could probably get them sponsored by Apple Maps. All right, let's take a look at our birthdays for today. Penny Marshall is 77. Emerald Lagasse is 61. And Bailey Madison is 21. That's your look at October 15th. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart and we're super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star if you think we deserve it. If you'd like to make sure that we cover something on a future episode, let us know. Go to thisistodaypodcast.com to make suggestions, give us feedback, and see our other podcasts. Special thanks to Shelby for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah.